Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. and welcome to this week's episode of this week's episode it's the week of may 26 2022 this is episode 253 and i'm your host chris randazzo joining me tonight is fresh regeneration karen randazzo i'm cute as a button and i can rhyme my ass off cw cancellation spree angie fernot it's gonna be pp pant city here real soon and temporary superhero serum evan goldstein two for emergency beam up Tonight, a double dose of big Doctor Who news stories, the impending end of the Arrowverse, and a whole heck of a lot more. But first, how y'all doing? Yay! We're alive! (laughs) (laughs) And this AM schedule is killing me. Evan's so tired, I think his brain is broken. (laughs) Yeah, we finished recording last night, and he said he had to be up at 4 o'clock in the morning. 4.30, sir! 4.30, (laughs) and then uh, after I hung up, I said, wait a minute, aren't we recording tomorrow night? Yes, yep. we are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Evan died. Tonight, the part of Evan will be played by their cat. <laughs> oh, man, you don't want a hero, and he's yeah, got, like, a smoker's yeah. voice. No. I don't know, maybe some people are into that gravelliness. Uh, we should bring him on. He'd be a great guest speaker. Uh, Absolutely. I think you mean guest meower. Oh, there <laughs> it is. <laughs> Boom. Oh, that startled me. <laughs> are you okay, dude? I love it. Well, well, what about you guys? How are you doing? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> I had an event this weekend and, and made zero sales for the first time in my life. I'm sorry. Oh. Not fun. Listen, if it's any consolation, it's better that you have now experienced that and you know what that's like. Because when I started out doing events, I was the opposite. Where like I just would go to the events and not make money and watch everyone else around me make money. And you've got to have that happen at least once because it happens to everybody and you've been on a really good streak for a very long time and you also know that it had nothing to do with you yeah no it was beach weather and everybody went to the beach because that's where we live so it was dead it was a dead show dead (laughs) it was 94 degrees oof uh in a beach town of course everyone went to the beach yeah why the heck would you want to be outside doing anything other than going to the beach or in my mom's backyard building a pool. Which is what you were doing. Oh, you're still doing that, huh? <laughs> Hopefully oh. that was the last of it. We had to take apart. So we built most of the pool and then a big windstorm happened and blew a lot of that over. <laughs> so then we all reconvened to try so. and take little bits of it apart to try and fit the rest of it together again and fix other things that we kind of messed up the first time around because the instructions were, they left a lot to be desired. So... <laughs> It was we watched third YouTube page. videos, we, figured some, we put some logic on things, we figured some stuff out. One of the most important things is that if you're going to install a pool like this, you need it to be at least 80 degrees outside, which is not written anywhere in any instructions ever. And this was something that we learned from YouTube, because that whole vinyl yeah. layer that goes on the inside, it's like a totally different physical object 
<laughs> when it's colder outside. It's borderline turns into like mist at like 82 degrees. <laughs> Just it's sort like of we spreads went to go, on. Like, we went to go start restretching this thing out and it was like, oh man, this is like totally floppy. Like we could stretch the thing out for days. That's well, what we were she doing said. The first time, it was like super hard, thick vinyl. Like <laughs> That's also what she said. <laughs> Damn right it is. So, yes, she definitely had the worst day because I still had fun. But, boy, it was physically exhausting being outside in that crazy heat. Mm. Although, one another good thing besides getting to hang out with some, some friends while building a pool and having fun stories to tell, I got to try the uh, dark chocolate strawberry Kit Kat bar. Oh. Which was, uh, it was, it's exquisite. I just had the piece that you saved for me. It was pretty good. What, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm a big fan. dark chocolate strawberry. So I'm assuming the coating is dark chocolate. Is the wafer cookie, like strawberry flavor? The wafer cookie is normal. Okay. The bottom coating is dark chocolate. The top coating is strawberry flavored chocolate. Oh, interesting. Intriguing. Yes, it is It is quite good. I love a good Kit Kat. I know there's like mm. a ton of crazy Kit Kats in Japan, but every now and then we get some wacky ones in the States that I rather enjoy, and this was uh, this was among them. Are you, are you a monster when it comes to your Kit Kats, or do you break them individually and eat them like you're supposed to? I break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Okay, Thank good. you very much. <laughs> good. That's a man. That's right. <laughs> Biting into all three pieces, the first three, just like a savage no. No, I've done that before, and I tell you, I feel dirty afterwards. (laughs) That's not right. This whole Kit Kat bar is ruined now. Gotta throw it away. Listen, that was some brilliant, brilliant marketing on their part. Like, I sing that song every time I, to this day, every time I open a Kit Kat bar. And if it's not a broken Kit Kat bar, if I did not break me a piece, I have not Kit Katted properly, and I should be ashamed. That's correct. Yeah, that's a great that's a great one because that's got the, that's got the jingle that goes along with it. I also always say there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Every time there's a Reese's peanut butter cup in front of me, I'm thinking there's no wrong way to eat a Reese's. Yeah, <laughs> and those are the days. So not true. <laughs> Pushing <laughs> it up your nose, mm, still good. <laughs> I can think of a lot of wrong ways to eat a Reese's. <sighs> I don't want to know what those are. <laughs> <laughs> Use your imagination. All right, let's see. Who's up first? Who wants to go first to talk about the shows that they've been watching? My list is so short. <laughs> go ahead, hon. <laughs> Sounds uh, like a volunteer to me. Are you ready? <laughs> Guess what, guys? I'm changing it up on you. Just kidding. No, I'm not. I'm still watching The Walking Dead. I haven't stopped watching it. I am. Nice. Uh, I have finally hit season seven. Season 7, episode 2. Yes, I watched the first episode of season 7 tonight and was like, yeah, I'm going to need a break for a minute because I just watched them bash Glenn's brains in. That was that was awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that television. Never getting that eyeball out of my brain. Um, I remember that being so much like the comic. Yeah, like, I I am aware. I did actually... So I kind of spoiled it for myself because I found that, like, with the conversations we've had and then just the things I remember hearing people say when I wasn't watching, um, I knew that there was some stuff I was going to want to just be prepared for. So I've intentionally spoiled a few things for myself just to make it more palatable because, like, when this show punches you in the gut, it, it like, punches through you. Mm-hmm. Um 
and I'm just having a little bit of a hard time. Like it kind of feels like when I was watching Game of Thrones and I was like, wow, everything is pointless and nothing matters. Um, <laughs> like I, that's just, that's, I hit that point recently. Like Negan's introduction was really, really brutal. And the psychological bullshit that he pulls on the group and then on Rick and the fact that like, I had never known, like, there's also this redheaded character that was murdered, and I had never known... <laughs> oh, excuse me. I just remember them killing Abraham being like, Meh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you remember names. Okay, so, yeah, so, like, he dies... I remember, first, I, I remember his name. I remember him in the book. Okay. And, like, I was kind of attached to him in the book. Yeah. I also had no idea he had red hair, because the book's in black and white. Yeah. And I always thought his red hair looked pretty silly in the in the show, but, you know, whatever. Uh, listen, everyone needs a boss ginger in their life, okay? <laughs> life is better with a redhead. I was just never, ever attached to him at all in the show. Like, pretty much everyone outside of the original launch cast, like, I just, they just never connected with me or resonated with me, and in any way, when they started killing him off, I'm like... I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Like, part of me feels like I haven't been able to connect to the new cast members the same way. Like, Aaron, I think his name is, the curly-haired guy that, like, brought them to Alexandria. Like, mm -hmm. I thought that I was going to be more invested in his character, but basically he served a purpose of getting them there and then has now just been like, I'm not going to walk away from you, crew. And I'm like, wait, you, you don't really matter. Um <laughs> I did start to get attached to Denise, but then, you know, she got shot through the back of the head and, like, she doesn't survive <laughs> losing an eye, that's for damn sure. <laughs> um, so that was that was a thing. I loved seeing Rick and Michonne together, even though I thought they had absolutely no on-screen chemistry in their first scene. Um, <laughs> but I was okay with it, like, mostly just because I liked I like I so I was reading reviews like the critical acclaims and reviews and blah 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 of, of the seasons especially season six because I knew Glenn's death was coming and I just didn't know if I was going to need to deal with it in season six or season seven and oh man like some of the stuff was like oh it's it's a pointless season with episodes that do nothing to forward the plot and I think for me like once you're invested in a story, I like those moments that aren't necessarily as plot driven, but are more world building that help like building the relationships between characters. But there's been some stuff that I was like, I don't know if they needed to invest in this as much as they absolutely have. And then also like I started doing minor tests where it was like one of the characters walked to the door where uh, Maggie and Glenn's house was and she knocks on the door and it's like literally a 20 second clip of like staring at the glass while you're waiting for Maggie to get to the door. And I was like, why is this 20 seconds? Like what in the actual fuck walk faster? I don't know. Like, don't like what? I don't know. It was just a very weird interaction. And I noticed that they are, they're doing stuff like that where they will, they're prone to like dragging out sequences in the show where it'll be like a slow pan of a camera or a car riding off or someone knocking on a goddamn door. They're trying to build the false tension. But there was no false mm -hmm. tension. It was literally just like, oh, hey, we're going to have this nice little charming scene together and I'm going to answer the door, but it will take me 20 second seconds like it would in real life, except this is television and time matters. Like, it's just Does weird. It I don't, apparently not to them. And also looking at the cost to make episodes, it's absolutely outrageous. It's one of the most expensive television shows on television. 
true date. Really? Um, That's kind of surprising. They're just in the woods. Yeah, like uh, the because of all the makeup and special effects, because they're oh, okay. using a lot of times they'll even say like if it's easier to put like a CGI background in, then then they will just have the characters be in a space where they're in front of like a green screen or they'll CGI something into a background because it's easier than finding the set and location. Okay. Um. So like that was a behind the scenes thing that I was reading about and like, yeah, it's just the introdu the introduction of Negan is incredibly brutal and I'm, I'm at a place with these characters where I celebrate their victories. Like I'm, I'm invested in these characters, at least the original cast, like you're saying, Chris, uh, and then, you know, yeah, like I'm having like Game of Thrones PTSD where it's like, oh, I kind of like this newer person. Nope. Wait, they're dead. Just <laughs> kidding. Nope. Okay. That's fine. I like, oh, yeah. Like it. And it's just, I don't know. It's just a weird. It's And then there's some characters where I'm like, who the fuck are you again? What? Okay. Whatever. <laughs> um, See, for me, they took all of the, they took, uh, they, they totally cheapened Glenn's death. Mm. by just a few episodes before doing that fake-out death, that yes. really shitty fake-out death by the dumpster. Yes. This, like, ah, see, remember I said that? You did, that, but you were just way ahead of anywhere I'd ever gotten yeah. in the show. Yeah. That that was what that was what really did it for me on, like, I think I'm done with this show because it stopped being about world-building and anything, and it just started being about this fake-ass tension, being like, huh, is he dead? Is so it? I read about Find that. Find out next week. Right. <laughs> but then they didn't. And then we're going to kill him anyway. Yeah. Uh. But then they also, that was, a, okay. So there's two points I have to that. So the first is that it actually took two, two episodes to reveal that Glenn was alive. Mm-hmm. So then they mm-hmm. dragged out the fact that you didn't know if he was alive or dead. And you know that that, like as a, and they're, they're prone to doing this. I've seen this in the show where they'll have a cliffhanger episode and then they will do an episode where they cut to another group and you don't get any information for another episode. So like, it'll be like almost in every other episode situation. So that is something that I was like, okay, like this is one of those times where you resolve the cliffhanger immediately because he is one of the most beloved characters on the show. And this is a really cheap way to kill him based on where the comics went. this is a really cheap way to guarantee that people are going to keep watching week after week. Right. That's why I felt like I was being used instead of entertained. And then what they had said (laughs) about what happened with Glenn was that like for the showrunners, they didn't feel as though this was outside of the realm of possibility for this world because you had already had experiences like when, oh fuck, I forgot his name. Uh, Tyrese had like, basically jumped into a pile of walkers with a hammer and still came out okay and um they talked about other impossible seeming scenarios and situations where characters may or may not have survived uh and it would be questionable and it was just the fact that they blatantly showed what could have been glenn's guts being ripped out on top of him and the likelihood of him having survived that was really low um but they felt like it was justified and I was like you know what based on the way that you guys do things I can kind of see it but I just felt like it was a cheap trick I mean they can justify it but it's still shitty yeah like like whether it's justified or not the fact of the matter is is that they were doing something purposeful they were purposefully leading you on to get you to sit down and watch another episode yeah and I have noticed that I'm less invested since that happened especially knowing that I'm coming up to this with stuff with Negan and um I did find some really interesting parallels when Rick was like, we have to go kill the saviors. We're going to have to just show up there and we're just going to have to do this thing. And like they cut to um, Tyra. No, what's her name? 
Yeah, I think it's Tyra. The girl who, like, was with the governor when they went to the prison, and then she watched the governor behead Herschel. Oh, Jesus. And, like, you're just sitting there watching this horrible, horrible thing. So that's that's already... We've lived through this once before, these horrible things happening. But, like, the group immediately kind of, like responded and even though they were driven out of the prison like they ended that conflict in this situation the conflict was different they like went into this compound and they've basically been informed that these people are all bad people but they actually have evidence to suggest that that's true unlike what the governor did to manipulate people but it was still a very weird parallel it was a very interesting parallel to me to see how Rick was kind of turning into that thing that he had hated um and then it has now escalated into this thing, and I'm just, oh, I'm in a place where, like, it's pit in my stomach when I watch. So I started episode two because it looked like it was going in a different direction, and wow, did it do that. <laughs> wow. There is, a, there is a LARPing king who has a tiger, but is not LARPing, I, actually. I just... So you haven't read the comics, right? I stopped reading after the prison in the comics. I, oh, okay. Yeah. Right. I couldn't... I just... It was, first of all, it was, at the time, it was too expensive. And then, on top of that, I just, like, could not cope with that loss. Like, again, invested in characters, I really feel their losses. Why, so. why do you ask, Chris? Because he's in the comic. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's it, uh, it's neat hearing you be surprised by, you know, the dude with the tiger. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know, I was super unimpressed with the way they portrayed him in the show, and uh, as opposed to his comic book counterpart. And like, uh, that's the thing. I loved the show. I loved this show so hard for such a long time. Like, you know, just last week when we were talking about how much you were enjoying it, was like, I missed that part of the show. Where it was still so much fun. Mm -hmm. um, and I loved the diversions from the comic because like, just because I knew it was going to come in the comic did not mean that I knew it was going to come in the show. And they were yep. just doing all these really fun uh, departures from it. But then it started to really flagrantly disrespect its audience and just be about like, all right, we are this thing and we're going to have our hour long after show and we're going to just kind of stretch everything that we can to make all the stuff surrounding the walking dead be as big as it can be and launch walking dead spinoffs. We're just going to, instead of focusing on what you had, they were like, all right, we've got this. Now let's turn this into everything else that we can. Mm -hmm. And, it just got bad and knowing how good it was before and then seeing how unentertaining it became was a, uh, was pretty heartbreaking. Cause I, you know, I really love that show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm getting the sense that this is where the downfall is. This is the beginning of the end for me. Like I, I know that I've gotten this far and because I'm kind of like binging it and now I know the series is ending this year. Um, my thinking is that I'm going to just keep going through it and then I'll get to that place where I can't, I can't believe it's still on. Yeah. But it's like literally the last season is, yeah. this, is, is coming out. I, this I was fall. just like, it's it the second half. Yeah. I didn't know how many seasons it had gone. I thought it had ended already because like fear the walking dead and walking dead are on planes and boats of the walking dead and all of that other shit that's been going on. Boats of the walking dead. Like, I'm sorry. What? It's, it, it's, it's, the, the the minutia that is the ex, the extraneous world that is the walking dead 
like they had miniseries and if I'm not mistaken, one of them was literally on a barge. So I, I just stopped paying attention. Yeah. I would be interested in watching some of the stuff. Yeah. Like (laughs) stop it. (laughs) I'm actually curious to see some of that stuff. If only because I'd like to know how they would have handled that. Like sometimes I wonder what it's like for people in other areas. And if it like, I don't know. I am. I'm just very curious about a lot of the things that are presented in this world. Um, and I Fear will the say Walking Dead was such a super cool idea and then they just shit the bed immediately. Yeah, what that's what I idea? remember. When it came out, I remember. Go ahead. It's like, well, oh cool, we're gonna get to see like how it's how what it the origin of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And they blew that in an episode. Yep. <laughs> like, all right, now it's just Walking Dead in a different setting. No, guys. Yeah. You had such a great premise. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember uh, thinking the exact same thing. So I watched an episode, maybe two, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm out." <laughs> so far, I gotten that. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much that's all I've watched solo, and maybe one or two episodes of Thirty Rock. <laughs> Neat. Yes, we watched a couple of episodes of Reacher today. Also, I mean, it's still gigantic. God, yes, he is. and it's actually really well done. Like, I'm impressed with that show. Like the storytelling and. And whatnot. It's actually really good. I've heard good things about it. Um, we saw his butt. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. Died. Funny thing is, Evan had to point it out because I was too busy staring at the woman, so, being like, "What is she doing with her hands?" So, so here's the thing: there's this petite officer that you obviously, from the very second that the two of them are on the screen, you know they're going to end up together in some way, shape, or form. But like. When I say the man is gigantic, I, I shit you not, like, seven foot 19. Like, the guy is tall. And there's a scene where that, he's in the shower, tracks. you know, head under the, the, the faucet thinking. And then she comes into the shower, and she's no shit maybe four inches shorter than him. And I go, he has to be standing in a hole. Like, there's no way, because he towers over her, except for in this sex scene honey no she just climbs him <laughs> like a tree and that was the jokes that we continually make you gotta gotta get leverage when you're climbing a tree that size so <laughs> oh so i i guess i'll i'll carry on from there because we watched a couple of episodes of reacher today um i checked out the new kids in the hall which oh yeah how is it i enjoyed it if you liked kids in the hall og it's it's very very similar um, I will warn you within the, f- I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the first episode, like first half of the first episode, you see two of their dicks. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> because like two of them prime. rob a bank and they get sort of get away, but then they're being stopped by the police. But like they say, Hey, they're looking for two guys that are fully dressed N- that will fool them by getting <laughs> naked <laughs> And of course they get naked. <laughs> the cops ask them to get out of the car. They're both standing in front of the car naked with their schwanzes hanging out. And the cops are like, all right, jump up and down. I'm like, this is, this is going on a long time <laughs> just to see their dicks jangle. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. <laughs> so yeah, it was more of the same. They, they, it's, they did not break the recipe. How's that? Um, we caught up. We, we started trying to catch up on the rookie. We still have a couple of episodes of that left. Um, but I came across 
I don't I don't know how, but there's there was a television show called Ten Things I Hate About You, which was based off of allegedly the movie, and I like the movie quite a bit. Heath Ledger is dreamy. This is the worst television show I think I've ever seen. It was horrid. The acting, the the premise, like they they could have just continued with that quirky comedy that they they had but they didn't and they just fucked it all up so i made it literally 15 minutes tops into the first episode of i think 20 and i'm like nope can't do this that's it shutting it off what was wrong with it it was just bad very very bad the, the act like so there was a all chemistry between the two sisters okay and um there is no there is no chemistry between these two girls it's this like it's the same cast of characters played by different actors and actresses oh why i don't because apparently they couldn't spend the money on the you know the heath ledgers of the world kind of thing it's bad the only actor and the julia styles is of the world <laughs> also the julia styles of the world. um we know where evan's focus is the only <laughs> the only person that i saw that returned was the father who so like the thing about them in the movie is they couldn't date until they graduated college or then the rules changed and Bianca couldn't date till the sister does. And that was all regurgitated immediately by the father who is still, you know, he, he delivers babies and like, like it's just, it was like shoved in your face. Hey, this is still the same story as the movie. We're just going to do it really badly. And it was just not good. And they did. They did. They did it badly. They successfully they did failed. What they set out to do. Um, got to respect that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the high note for my week or my weeks was I finished um, Star Trek Lower Decks. That oh, cool! Don't fa- tell us anymore. We're on fantastic. What the I heck want. Are we on now? I don't know. We've watched like four or five. Yeah, we've been taken back like one, one a night or so. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I can't I, believe how freaking good that show is. I have never like I'm not I'm not a Star Trek guy, and I never thought I would be. Um, but this is like right up my alley. Like really, right? it's so good. It's so, and there's a lot of references to star trek which still make like sort of grounds it in that universe but it's weird non sequiturs and and just cast away lines but they're like hey we're still taking place in this universe so you have to take us seriously as we're making like fart jokes and and it's a cartoon and it's fun like it's a lot of it's really good i i, I enjoyed the hell out of it i really want to watch i want it to come back i don't think i didn't think i'd ever ever say that about a, a star trek show <laughs> I was never no proud of you babe thank you appreciate that um i think that's it i did watch the chippendales rescue rangers movie <laughs> and the new sonic movie yeah i watched the sonic movie and that was just in the background like that was that was not i like how you should justify it like yeah i didn't really no, watch it no watch the chippendale show chippendale movie i watched and i think we're gonna watch it again because i enjoyed it just because nope. of the, the voice casting because it is andy sandberg as dale and john uh Melania's chip. So oh, right, that was the hook. So yeah, made me think I might want to see that. Yeah, um, I have to be yeah, honest it's with you. Probably just going to be my movie pick this Friday. I was going to pick it this past Friday, but we didn't do movie night because we were riding bikes. Um, but yeah, it's probably just going to be my movie pick. 
when you do it, like I was playing a little game as I go to see how many other cartoon oh, characters. I heard it's just I don't, insane. I it, I feel like this is a Disney property, but the people, the, the, the other cartoon characters that were in there, granted, there was a lot of them from Disney, but like Mr. Natural, do you know who that is? From the old Zap comics, like the guy, he's, a, he's got a, it's sort of like a Grateful Deady kind of look. He's got a long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's not Disney. This dude no, shows ne- up and. Neither is old Sonic, but. Yeah, ugly Sonic. Excuse me. Yeah, ugly Sonic. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> was like a, there was a whole side story about ugly Sonic in this movie. It was great. So it was, that was also. Yeah, got that of- spoiled for me the instant that came out. The like 12.01 a.m. <laughs> every single video game outlet oh my god old sonic is uh, ugly sonic is in this movie he's back look at it he's there he is here's all the pictures here's every still frame ever from this scene it's posted all over the internet you can't avoid it ah like wow did, way to did, let anyone be surprised by this at all I holy mean, shit the guys. other characters interacting with him was some of my favorite parts of this movie <laughs> you'll see yeah I, i'm i'm interested it, it was fun it was it's worth it it's worth especially if you like chip and dale i mean rescue rangers that that was the shit that i grew up on that that watching wait that movie, is old sonic and chip and dale no. are we bouncing between two films right now and no conversation? old sonic shows up in chip and dale rescue rangers what the movie. And when he says old sonic it's we mean ugly sonic remember when the first trailer for sonic came out and he looked like a hideous he had a human monster mouth? goblin thing yeah and then the fans were like, why are you doing this? And Sega was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe we should just put Sonic in this movie. And <laughs> well, they did. So as some sort of weird cameo idea, they decided to put that original CG model of Sonic in this new Chip and Dale movie, which is, from what I've come to understand, entirely based on references to other material. Mm. So yeah. question. Yeah. Is Ugly Sonic voiced by Ben Schwartzman? Um, I The actual Sonic. Uh, I have no, no idea. I hadn't I haven't heard. I don't think so. Hold on. I, I'm like uh high pitched. Uh, Tim Rose uh, Rosenson Rosenson Robinson. Okay. Tim Robinson. That is not him. Not him. But like there's some great voice acting in it and so I mean And it was written by uh the husband of um Rachel Bloom from Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Huh. Fun fact. Interesting. Paul Abdul Fun shows fact, up. I don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun watching that too. Just watching for other cartoon characters and other TV shows and and whatnot, and then other movie characters too. So, good times. So, that's it. What are you about? What about you, about, what about you guys? Eh? What do you got? Okay. Um, <laughs> let's see. I uh, <laughs> this past week at work has been. Sometimes I have a week. I'm an editor professionally and uh sometimes i have a week at work where i have to qc twenty thousand pages in a week Mm -hmm. which i you guys nobody listening probably has any um frame of reference for that it's a lot um twenty thousand of anything is too much except for dollars oh that's that's tough unless it's something we owe if i if i got twenty thousand dollars for qcing twenty thousand pages we'd be all right um, that is not what happened. So oh. I needed something very comforting, and I finished whatever the hell I was watching for comfort before that. 
Um, Shit's Creek. Um, so I rewatched all of Ted Lasso, which unfortunately only lasted me about four days. <laughs> yeah, that that bad bad is quick. <laughs> um, and all I have to say about that is, um, even when you know things are coming, they still have the same emotional impact on a rewatch, at least for me. That's great. That's because that show's amazing. That's that's high quality television right there. And I was trying to like towards the second half of the second season I was trying to like pay attention to the things that they did to like lay the groundwork for the heel turn at the end of season two mm-hmm. um, and like I guess I kind of see it but I still don't like I'm still mad at Nate oh it's okay to be mad at Nate he yeah. still sucks deserves to be mad at did add that yeah but like Beard is so friggin' wonderful. Brendan Hunt is just underrated as a, as a, as a human being. Um, like everything out of his mouth is gold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I you know people talk about how great Sudeikis is and Hannah Waddingham and um, you know Roy Kent and Keeley. They're all fantastic, but Jesus Christ, Coach Beard, <laughs> like the he's silent the one hero. Um. So, yeah, I did Ted Lasso, and now I need something else to watch during work, and I don't know what that's going to be. Um, I started, like, I've started the farewell tour of Grace and Frankie, um, finishing up their final season. It's, you know, it's, it, it is what it is. Um, their latest caper, quote-unquote, is that they went to Mexico um, to get... Was it osteoporosis medicine for a bunch of people in like a li- assisted living facility that they are friends with? Okay. Um, because it's cheaper to get it in Mexico and the, the American health insurance doesn't cover it. And I'm like, one, this is cockamamie. Uh, and two, I don't really want to watch things in my lighthearted comedy entertainment show about how the American healthcare system sucks. Um, so, so you don't want reality in your, your comedy? I don't, I get it. I get it that it's a, you know, that they're trying to make entertainment for people in that, for senior people in that age group. And they want to like tackle subjects that are relevant to them, but it just bums me out. (laughs) It's not what I'm, I Mm -hmm. need to just. I need to just watch cartoons or something. <laughs> There's always um, Avatar. This, this Star Trek show is fantastic. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the main thing I've been submerging myself in is uh, this limited series on Netflix that was called uh, Inventing Anna. Do you guys okay. see that at all? It's been out for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, it was on the like Netflix homepage splash for a while, and then it would autoplay. And, like, the clip was the main character talking, and I get turned off immediately right away because she has this extremely strange accent that is, like, somebody European trying to do an American accent but doing it really badly. And it just, it was grating to listen to. I was like, I can't, I don't want, I, 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 whatever this is. I can't get past that the sound of that woman's voice and I'm not gonna watch this. I even started the first episode once and like a couple minutes in I was like, nope, don't care what this is. I can't. <laughs> nope. <sighs> Click. 
<laughs> and then a friend of mine uh, recommended it. She got through the whole thing, and and she was like, "Have you seen this? This is awesome. You would love it." And I'm like, "But her voice." And she's like, "I know, but you get past it." And I would say by the end of it, it wasn't like it didn't bother me, but I understood why they did it, and um, like I could stomach it. What's the name so, of the in, in, is, what's the name of the show? Inventing Anna. Inventing, okay. And it's about well, it's a, apparently inspired by real life events. At the beginning of every episode, they say like, um, "This story is completely true, except for the parts that are totally made up." So, <laughs> who knows? Okay. Um, but it is based on a true story of um, this woman who is a claim claimed to be a German heiress who came to New York and became a socialite in New York very quickly and um, yes, despite okay. no one knowing who she is. And she was trying to raise money to like open her own social club slash art foundation thing. And she was trying to w raise like literally millions of dollars. Okay. And then at some point something happened and she got arrested for fraud. <laughs> and the so the other uh, main character is this woman reporter who is trying to figure out what the fuck happened. So we meet like these characters just at the point where Anna has been arrested and Vivian is just starting trying to get her editors to let her write the story and investigate it. Um, and it just really goes for a ride. Interesting. Um, it was really captivating, really pulled me in, really kept you guessing. Like, it never really let you know who Anna is for it right until the end. And, like, how much of it is her telling the truth? How much is it she's full of crap? And, you know, they'd show, like, interviews with, um, like, Vivian interviews, like, all people she knew, friends, business associates, and as they go into these interviews, then it turns into a flashback of the scene of what that interview person is telling about. And, but because some of these people have agendas when they're being interviewed, like the story that they're showing isn't necessarily totally reliable. It's from, it's from the perspective of that person. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was just fascinating. Um, and it really had a lot to say about gender roles and like women in business and workplaces and whatever. Um, and they had also this whole, um, so Vivian is the reporter and then she's played by Anna Klumsky. Okay. From my girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and she has this, like she, in her recent past wrote a story that turned out to have a factual inaccuracy in it. And so she's kind of like discredited. So she sits in the corner with these other old <laughs> writers who have been at the magazine for, that she works at for a long time, but they can't get rid of them, but nobody wants them around. And so these, these older writers end up helping her with their story and they are like just a great cast of characters. Cool. So yeah, I would I would recommend it. Um, Anna's voice is gonna bother you, but you're gonna get over it. Um, I think I heard something about this, like via an interview or whatever, and I was very curious about it. So I'm glad that you're watching it 
because it yeah, was one I, of those like go ahead. I, I was interested and then I forgot. <laughs> yeah, um, like the the journalist was a real person and the heiress person was a real person, and then I don't know how much of the story was actually true or actually happened the way they they played it in the show. And I got through like I want to say like there's nine episodes and I got through five I think just watching it on my own like once a week getting an hour to myself and then today last night I watched one and then today I sat down and I was like I'm having a crazy week and things are like crazy time at work and things are starting to slow down so I think I can afford to watch another Anna during lunchtime which I usually don't watch like a show I'm really interested in while I'm working I just I'm like, I'm going to take a break, and I'm going to watch an Anna. And I got so sucked in by that one, because I had the night before I had watched one, and I was like, I want to watch another one. So I got so sucked in by the one I watched at lunchtime that I just binged to the end of the show. <laughs> Four <laughs> Annas later. Like, Time to go home. <laughs> it took me until like 45 minutes past the end of my workday, and the kids are like running wild, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just um i ended up having the last episode was an hour and 20 minutes and i had to put it on um 1.25 speed <laughs> to try and get through it fast enough so that i could like go so, so it made her voice even family. more appealing is that what you're trying to say <laughs> it's actually a trick that people use for adhd if like is to listen to things at different speeds it helps their brain like this shortens up the pauses mm -hmm. in things. So like, whereas if you're making a show and you're like putting space in, in between lines of dialogue to like, let it breathe and whatever, it's mm -hmm. <laughs> sometimes it, it, it can help. I learned that as a, as a yeah. tip to help people um, who have trouble listening to or staying focused on something that uh, has pauses, those kind of pauses yeah. in it. Makes sense. Um, but anyway, yes, I'd highly recommend that. Um, very very cool stuff Neat. and then you know we watched a bunch of stuff together which i will let chris talk about okay. chris you still with us <laughs> yeah no, he's in, he's in uh, well let's see we uh have started she-ra since avatar's over okay i don't remember if we mentioned that last week but we uh we continued with she-ra but i wanted to try another experiment where we watch two shows oh Wild ones. Wild. So, oh my uh, god! On mommy nights, she's picking Shira, and I decided to start us on Ducktales, since I never got to finish it. I, Wait, the new, the new one, right? The new Ducktales, okay. yes. Okay. Uh, and they both seem to be going over quite well. Uh, the kids are very much enjoying uh, both shows more than they did the last time we attempted to watch them with them. So. And yet, on their nights, they're not picking either one of their shows. Yeah, because, you know, they want to do things that they... I mean, really, if they can't fight about it, then what's the point? Right. right. Uh, Doesn't make so, it real. Yeah, they're, so they're, they're just choosing things that they can fight over, like playing, you know, Monopoly Junior or Switch Sports. Uh, just any, anything. Anything competitive. Yeah, anything competitive that can make Ellie cry and uh, John get really upset. So it, it's fun. I Parenting. highly recommend having kids. <laughs> the, 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 the way you said fun does not make me think it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I swear it. It's fun. It's very, 
very fun. Uh, but no, these uh, these God, these shows are great. What was it? The, we watched a whole bunch of stuff, and Karen's favorite line that was spoken through anything we watched was uh, Oh, Scrooge McDuck. He thinks he's so rich and so Scottish. <laughs> this show is really so much better than it has any right to be. It was, it's so well written and, and genuinely funny. Uh, just Just love it. So very happy to have that back in my life very happy the kids are enjoying it and uh i want to stick with it until we're done this time because holy heck i just want to see how the show ends i loved every every episode of it so that's been fun you guys made Uh, you made it pretty far didn't you the first time through yeah i made it all the way through the last season and i was watching it by myself but i don't that time disappeared as the kids got older like there is no time before the kids wake up now (laughs) Right. So I don't get the TV to myself. Uh, so yeah, what are you going to do? Well, well, I'll make the kids watch it with me, and we'll we'll get there eventually. So uh, yeah, Shira and Ducktales been big wins for family time. Uh, we've also been watching Lower Decks, like we said, the show's fantastic. Uh, absolutely love it. Uh, we've been we're what one two left on Resident Alien. We're almost on the season oh, of Resident sh- Alien. Shit, did we? We have not. That? No. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. We need to finish that show because this is what's happening, okay? This is what's on, on the plate. Oh, God. We still have a little bit of Law & Order left. Mm-hmm. We haven't touched Russian Doll. Uh, Friday, wait, 27th. Wait, Russian, is, oh, Russian Doll, like the new one is out already? Yeah. Season 2 came out on 420, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I'm pretty sure you have it on the Plex, yeah, too. but the fact of the matter is that shit just blows by. <laughs> I don't even think as I click, so... I can't watch new television. We Like, there's a lot of shows. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I apologize for cutting you off, honey, but I was sitting outside in the living room organizing her portfolios with Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on the television. She came out and she goes, oh, you're watching this without me? I went, honey... With all the shit that I have on the Plex, there has to be something I can watch by myself that I can ignore. <laughs> I definitely thought I was safe with Sonic 2, but apparently no, I was incorrect. No, you were, you were safe. I was just like, oh shit, like, okay. Because usually when it comes to watching a movie together, that's like a almost a guarantee anytime. Like, we're going to end up watching that together because it's, you know, the movie's, it's one and done. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just kind of surprised because we'd watched the first movie together, and I thought that'd be something I we'd watch. I honestly did not think I, that happened. I honestly, I really feel like I dodged a bullet there. So yes, you did. <laughs> not really mad about it at the end of the day. Yeah, I can't imagine that movie being a whole lot of fun without kids. We have three Resident Aliens left. I think one is missing on the Plex. Is it oh, now? really? Oh, okay. Yeah, I think there's seven episodes on there, and the season is eight. Get your shit so. together, honey. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Gosh, we got to finish it because, look, this is what's happening, okay? Right. This Friday, this Friday, the 27th, starts both Obi-Wan and Stranger Things, followed on June 3rd by The Boys. June 8th is Miss Marvel. June 22nd is Umbrella Academy. June 28th is Only Murders in the Building. Then we get July <gasps> off as far as I know. Which should be enough time to catch up on all that stuff, because uh, then in August we have She-Hulk on the 17th, House of the Dragon on the 21st, followed by September 2nd, Lord of the Rings, and September 9th, Cobra Kai. It is an onslaught of television that I am really interested in from now through the rest of the year. Well, 
I mean, it's a good problem to have, I guess. Oh, it's a great problem to have. I'm just saying <laughs> we got to catch up on some things, right? So we're 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 working our way through Resident Alien, which is great. Mm-hmm. It is it's just uh, just a ding dang delight of a show. Uh, I really like where it's going. I like all the all the everything. I love all the Nathan Fillion octopus. <laughs> Pile on more of that gets it's. <laughs> I said to Chris, I've, they found a really creative way to get him on that show. Like they there's did. no way Nathan Fillion has time in his schedule or sci-fi has the budget to get him there to like be on screen. But for him to be able to do a voiceover and show up on a sci-fi show is just friggin' great. Uh, right. Really and then, and then uh, the other way um, he shows up on the rookie as a CSI. Alan Tudyk Alan shows, up. Showed up, yeah, shows Alan, up on the rookie. Uh, as, C- yeah. as a CSI kind of guy. I love that yeah. show. Taking care of friends. Good, nice. Good times. Anywho, sorry. Go. <laughs> uh, the other show that we started, and I don't think we got to talk about it last time, was uh, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. No. we. I don't think we did. So we are three into it, I think, new? Yes. Yeah, I think we've seen three episodes of it, and I'm really enjoying it. Okay, good. It's, it's, not, a, it's not like really blowing my hair back, like, wow, this is freaking amazing. But it's it has turned into a good Star Trek show. Um, not what that it turned it? into it's like three episodes, but it's like it's kind of doing. It's just doing the Star Trek thing. It's just doing like, all right, here's our monster of the week or our situation of the week. It's not necessarily monsters of the week. It's like here's the situation we're in this week. Oh, and so this is Pike. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's Pike. It's pre Kirk Enterprise. Uh, you know, young Uhura and. Uh, young, younger Spock, and it's—they're uh, not. I don't know. They're just—they're just having a good time. I'm really enjoying it, and it's weird because, like, every now and then, I see Pike as uh, Black Bolt because I've never seen this guy in anything except for that he was Black Bolt in that awful Inhuman show, mm-hmm. which I didn't even watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know him in that costume, and every, I see the way his mouth looks, and I'm like. Oh right, you were Black Bolt, and that didn't that didn't work. That you were, no, <laughs> that was not great. That was not great. But he's so good in this show. He's really really fun to watch. Uh, and Karen seems to be enjoying it too, unless I'm misreading it. Um, no, I am, and it's weird. I'm like looking around myself, and I'm like, okay, we're watching this show, and I like this show. We're watching Lower Decks, and I like Lower Decks. Watched all two seasons Do I of like Star Trek. <laughs> when did I become a Star Trek person? <laughs> when did that happen? I feel like you could have always been a Star Trek person because you like Doctor Who and I like Serenity. sci-fi. Like sci-fi. I just yeah. never had a, another Star Trek person in my life to get me into it. I mean, you've been in my life for quite a while, but you've never tried to get me into Star Trek. So no, this. no, I haven't. I'm looking at his 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 credits, and yeah, no, he you no, you haven't seen him in anything else. <laughs> nope, That's a shame. But he's great in this. So I mean, he wasn't right. Hell on Wheels. But I didn't expect that to be. Oh, and Crossroads, the Britney Spears movie. <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. Way to go. Way Who to go, is that he guy. on Hell on Wheels? I have no idea. Oh, okay. No idea. So yeah, Star Trek Strange New Worlds is really good. It's really solid Star Trek. And it's... it's Wait, it's, it's Anson it's Mount? Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. Black Bolt. Guess yeah, I never... That. I forgot about that. I like wiped that from my memory because I was excited that he was going to be in it and then I heard how awful everything was and I was like, oh, never mind. But I loved Hell on Wheels and Anson Mountain's great. 
Yeah, he's dude knows what he's doing. I'm glad he landed himself in a good role. It seems to be genuinely liked by the uh, the uh, the Star Trek crew, you know, except for the people who fundamentally misunderstand Star Trek, who are really hilariously and loud loudly complaining that you know Star Trek's all woke now. What? Uh, (laughs) Uh, Ah, yeah, no, that's so new to Star Trek. Didn't you know? You watch Star Trek? That's kind of the point. I mean, wait, what? Even I know that. Yeah, like, there's there's not a lot of fundamentals that you need to understand about Star Trek other than, like, it's not America in space. No. <laughs> it's, it is not. Oh, boy. People are dumb. Yeah. But uh, Strange New Worlds is a good time. And I, I, it's fun being back into Star Trek because I used to love it so very much. And I fell out of it for so long because it just didn't. I didn't feel like I could really bring it to you as like a show we could watch together. You know, it just didn't seem like a thing that you were interested in, which I mean, from what I've seen of next gen, it seems like it has aged to like be this like kind of cheesy nostalgia. <laughs> you know, and that's that, that was that was my trouble with it. Like the first couple of seasons of next gen are so of their time. And I've always thought like. I feel like she might like it because she likes classic who, but at the same time, it's not as goofy as classic who like it kind of is, but in a different way, it's like goofy classic who, but dry. <laughs> so eh, it's, it, I, I felt like it might've been too hard to get into. If there was an older show, like I keep saying like, I should watch discovery because it's an interesting show and it's new, new trick. But if anything, I'd want to go back to what rewatch deep space nine. Cause I, absolutely loved that show i think that at least in my head that's peak trek for me and deep space nine was such a good show and like they're all gonna they're always gonna have problems there's no perfect star trek show but there's always going to be something you don't like about it but at the end of the day it's star trek and it's really fun and it's and it's in strange new worlds is very seems kind of you know nicely optimistic and uh in the same vein as like kind of like a modern take on original trek um it's more colorful than next generation was okay how, how think, far how far into the cartoon have you guys made it oh lower decks yeah sorry you said sorry, the cartoon sorry, like, sorry. i'm sorry the star trek cartoon that was on freaking nickelodeon yeah. at three o'clock on sunday afternoons <laughs> no, no, were no. the only thing that moved deck, the characters sorry. mouths <laughs> sorry my bad how, how? 14 seconds that's how far <laughs> uh, I don't know. Let me check the Plex, actually, because okay. I'm on my computer. I can just look. Uh, bu- 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 Holy crap, there's a lot of that show. Two seasons. Yeah. We're on episode five. Okay. Okay. So we got a long way to go, which is great, because right. we're, we're taking our time with it. We're only doing, like, it's you know, since we finished Parks and Rec, this is our half-hour comedy before, okay. before bed. And I'm just trying to gauge where you are. to surprise me. Even when it starts off, and I'm like, Okay, all right. Maybe this show isn't as good as as I want it to be. And then by the end of the episode, I'm like, nope, this is great. This is great. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. It's good stuff. All right, you just let me know yeah. when you when you, you you make it through because there's there's a certain set of episodes that I want to discuss with you specifically about character development or certain characters developing. So you let me know. Okay, when you get I I just I just really appreciated the joke of a. Uh, now we'll talk about the most important man in all of history, Chief Miles O'Brien. I was like, <laughs> yes! Chief <laughs> O'Brien is, is what he deserves. Oh, boy. Uh, 
Anyway. All right. So the last thing I want to mention is Law and Order. Uh, I know we've been going at this for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, so still watching current Law and Order, and it's still good. And uh, we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in the uh, in the news segments. But it's been renewed, which makes me very happy. Helps me sleep better at night, knowing that we live in a world where this show can get renewed, and hopefully it continues to find its footing and keep moving in a good direction. It is solid, uh, but I. You know, I've seen some folks online saying things about how, uh, you know, it's it, it's not any good. It's it's the worst law and order's ever been. And I'm like, no, it's really not. <laughs> you may have you may not be remembering things well, but I Pepperidge Farm remembers, and so do I. And uh, Law and Order has been worse than this. Because the great thing about the new show is that it is like the old show in that, like, it peppers a little bit of characterization here and there and into the show but it's still just about the cases mm-hmm. each episode is and this is the case and this is how, it, how it's going the end so you don't have to bother getting attached to the detectives or anything if you don't like to i hate stupid what's his face from burn notice i don't think he's any good he's maybe maybe won't be around for long and if not then i'll just ignore him because it doesn't really matter i don't really care about his story so on my old classic Law & Order rewatch that I've been doing over my lunch breaks and stuff, I have made it to season six. And if you want to know the bottom of the barrel of Law & Order, <laughs> it's season six, where they introduced uh, Ray. Uh, Chris Noth left at, uh, at the end of season five. He, uh, what was it, he punched a senator or something, got <laughs> sent off to Staten Island. It was a pretty unceremonious exit for Chris Noth, which I thought was like, like, geez, George Zunza was on the show for a season, and even he got like a stunt double shot to the back of the head murder scene followed by an investigation. Like, holy crap, Paul Sorvino was on for like a season and a half, and he got a whole like, you know, hospital scene afterwards where he decided to retire and stay on a desk because he got shot. Like, and Chris Noe's character is just like, the next episode, he's not there anymore because he punched Island. a senator, and that was the end of it. <laughs> Um, so they introduce, uh, what's his face? What the hell's that actor's name? I can't remember. Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt. And this was where they decided to try to make it a TV show instead of Law and Order. They're uh, like, all right, now we're going to have Lenny and Ray, you know, arguing about their personal politics a whole lot more, and getting into their personal lives and talking about their wives, and uh, you know, Lenny's going to have it out with the lieutenant, and she's going to be pulling rank, and there's going to be <laughs> lots of like subtle racism here and there, and trying to overcome each other's differences to be better partners, and. Like, there's multi-episode arcs in this season, and it's not good. And and it's It's not show, but it's not Law & Order. And that's effectively what SVU was. They were like, all right, what if we do Law & Order, make it sexy, and add all this plot stuff? (laughs) But they tried to do that with Law & Order around the same time, and it really doesn't work. So as as not spectacular as the current Law and Order is, which I think it's great, it's just more Law and Order. I just wish they had better characters. Uh, it's not this because <laughs> I watched the first, I think, two or three episodes uh, over the last day or two in season six, and it's just like, man, guys, you are really going for something here. You you have the perfect you have the perfect setup for a TV show in Law and Order, and they just uh decided to, to poop all over it to make it just like every other TV show. And that don't do that. I mean, it's called a procedural for a reason, like, cause it follows a procedure. Yeah. Just do that. 
Mm -hmm. And because of the nature of it, you can just do it forever. <laughs> it can't be that expensive to make. It, and you just you just keep doing that forever. It'll be, it'll be fine. If The Simpsons can keep going this long, then you can keep making Law & Order episodes. You just got to keep coming up with crimes. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I'm and sure they don't country, even have to do that's that. That's never going to stop happening. Yeah, exactly. That's never going to stop happening. You can even do the same crime over and over again. You just got to put a little spin on it from here and there. Oh, what if it was this guy? There you go. Whole new episode. Sold. <laughs> that's all I need. That's all anyone needs. Just keep doing that. <sighs> I think that was it. I think that's all I had. I think we should move on to the news now. What do you think? Sounds like sure. a plan. Fame. I think I forgot to say while you were talking about Star Trek that I feel like also, um, I, because I lacked that Star Trek mentor in my life, um, and I did get into Star Wars, and I had people get me into Star Wars, and then there's this thing in the culture where you're either a Star Wars person or your Star Trek person, and whichever you are, the other thing sucks. So I got that kind of, even though I never really, like, had any, like, basis for an opinion on Star Trek sucking. I had that, like, you know, cultural pressure on me of, like, well, I like Star Wars, so Star Trek sucks. Like, God, I forgot about that. Back in the old days when it was Star Trek versus Star Wars instead of... You know, the fans of those individual things talking about how much those things suck. You know, Star Wars fans would be like, Star Trek sucks. But now Star Wars fans are like, no, Star Wars sucks. <laughs> they don't make my <laughs> Star Wars anymore. Anyway, that's all, all I had to say about that. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up the first part of our show. We're going to take a quick break and do some commercials. When we come back, we're going to talk about a whole buttload of cancellations and other news but really a lot of cancellations uh you're listening to this week's episode from geekade.com stick around and now here's a quick look at some of the other original content available now from our partners and geekade.com first up the weekend rental crew has made it to the midwest gaming classic on an all-new episode, they discuss their experiences and nemeses from this year's MGC and probably talk about playing a fancy arcade version of Bust a Move that uses those spiffy guns like in Space Invaders Frenzy. Plus, has Ark Survival failed, and what's it like trying to collect video games in a floodplain? Find out in Weekend Rental episode 125, the gamers have one heck of a time. Next, if you've ever wanted to get your hands on a GameCube component cable, you know the official Nintendo-branded ones are absurdly expensive. Fortunately for us all, the fine folks at Retrobit oh, fine folks at Retrobit have released the Retro Prism cable, an all-new and considerably less expensive option for getting your GameCube up and running via component cables. How does it work? How does it compare to other options out there? Find out in our Retro Prism GameCube Component Cable Overview, available now at the Stone Age Gamer YouTube channel. Finally, our friends over at the Stone Age Gamer Podcast have an annual tradition called Mania! Each year, they create a bracket-style tournament to determine which game is best in its particular genre. This year, it's beat-em-ups brawlers, and any such games that involves a bunch of characters beating the snot out of another bunch of characters. It's a hotly contested tournament for certain, and anyone can come out on top. Will it be Turtles in Time? 
does Double Dragon stand a chance against Streets of Rage? Nope. Will Ninja, <laughs> will Ninja Baseball Batman reign supreme? Find out in the Stone Age Gamer podcast, episode 410. Stank on your down low. <laughs> For all this and more from us and our partners, be sure to keep your eyes on geekade.com. Okay, everybody, we are back, and it's time to talk about some news. And first up on the chopping block comes to us from apple.com slash news uh, is, let's see, can I get to it on here? There it is. Uh, Batwoman canceled after three seasons. Uh, This does not come as a surprise to me in the least. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think I've heard anybody say anything good about this show, and it's been super troubled from the get-go. I'm shocked it lasted three seasons. I really am. I mean, it, I mean, if it was on any network other it, than the CW, I'd be shocked. Yeah. But uh, apparently, that's a that's a thing. That's just kind of there's a big old culling happening at the uh, the CW. That's yeah. apparently been a long time coming because our next news story is Legends of Tomorrow canceled after seven seasons on the CW. This one comes to us from Superhero Hype, which is currently celebrating its 20th anniversary. Yay. Uh, another one that like, all right, seven seasons of this show, huh? Yeah, like that. That's a shocker. More than it being canceled is that it was around for seven seasons. Yeah, like that was B team. Yeah, right. It was the B team of the show. It's like, <laughs> exactly. well, here's all these characters that people kind of like on these other shows, but mm-hmm. we can't really keep them around. Ah, let's just give them their own show, slap them together. How does that work? Uh, there's a spaceship. Don't worry about it. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. The legends uh, of the people that traveled yeah. through time and did other stuff. Yeah. There it is. It seemed like kind of a fun show, but every time we watched it, it was like, meh. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay. the only time I actually watched it was for the crossovers. Right. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So Same they never here. gave them much to do in the crossovers. And then we stopped watching the shows that were crossing over, and it was like, well, this is done. Yeah. It just yeah. kind of fell out of the CW verse, which has most definitely run its course. And I think as the night goes on, I think there's at least one more story about it. Maybe there is. I don't know. We'll find out. We'll but see. yeah, those two shows, Toasty McToast. Uh, next news story that popped up was that we got a season five date announcement for Cobra Kai with a trailer. And I'm so excited. <laughs> He's got chosen in there. So we're basically so pitting the, the villain from Karate Kid 2 against the villain from Karate Kid 3. Yes, it is. <laughs> Two of the absolute most unhinged characters. Uh, I'm I'm so excited about this. this I, I cannot so wait to fun. see what's going to happen. I'm, like, I'm ecstatic because when we last saw them, Cobra Kai won the... 51st all valley, valley yep. karate tournament so terry silver had ousted uh john crease had him arrested didn't he? <laughs> had him arrested and now he's running a series like the series of cobra kai dojos that was like the whole thing they wanted to get he a franchised whole franchised it wanted, he franchised that was the plan like from i think it was in karate kid 3 they wanted to franchise it they, they spread this thing out he's actually accomplished it now and uh they're going to Mexico to find Miguel, which is a great, a great joke. Where he's, what's your plan? I'm going to go around and ask if they've seen Miguel. We're going to Mexico. and We're going to drive around and ask if anyone's seen Miguel. It's a good plan. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. 
let's hope it stays the course because I mean it, it looks good and yet again I will agree with you your first statement ever this show is way better than it has any right to be it does it also needs to end yes. i want it to stop soon like mm-hmm. i'm good right now i'm great i'm totally into it but i feel like we've we're reaching the end game here if this is strong yeah <laughs> i think they already said it's got one season past this i think i could be wrong but that's got to be where it ends we've got to stop this i don't want this to fall down fall down a giant toilet hole okay finish strong it's been a, a masterpiece just just finish and move on to something else it'll be great so that's september 9th mm-hmm. and, uh it's a good time so uh we've got over here this is coming to us from nerdist meet emily marsh mst3k's newest host which is a uh, uh, yeah kind of a kind of a new story she's actually been doing the live shows for a while um i saw it i thought of you i i it i have no basis for who this person is <laughs> oh she's been oh, when they've been doing the live shows on tour she's been the one that's been doing it uh, a gotcha. lot of the time and so for this new season they brought her in to the show uh, i haven't seen any of the new episodes yet uh, I have been occasionally watching some some older episodes, but I haven't even finished all the Netflix ones yet because I don't know I'm weird. Uh, I love this show, and I've never seen um, Emily do her thing before, so I watched the clip, and and she's pretty great. I'm I, I'm really interested to see where this season goes. I backed the Kickstarter for them to launch the Gizmoplex. I do kind of feel like what is on what what is available through the Gizmoplex is. It's a little pricey um, to, what for, for what you're getting out of it. It does seem a bit pricey. Okay. Uh, and if I had the excess money to dive in and, you know, really just sign up for the season of Gizmoplex and make a thing out of watching on the new episodes, I would, but I don't have that in my budget right now. Um, so I will find other ways to watch these episodes. Uh, and there are going to be 13 episodes. And uh, apparently Joel is going to come back to riff at least one episode. And I'm, excited for that uh but i think jonah heston is great jonah ray playing jonah heston is great and i think emily's pretty cool i like this idea of a rotating cast uh who's like consistently rotating cast uh riffing the movies i think kind of make keep things maybe keep things fresh okay. uh i'm just glad it's still going so uh, and i'm also glad that this uh woman who's been doing a great job on tour uh, gets to be a part of the show uh, the show proper now i think that's pretty great i think it's great that they're giving a woman a chance to be the main host rather than you know side character like mary joe peel has been yeah and like they and, and they've been they did that whole thing with uh, like the reinvented they reinvented gypsy for for this show's uh, first return so just making the show overall more inclusive and this is kind of right uh right where it needed to land um, cause like what it, Mary Jo actually got to riff an episode, I think in the last season and she was fantastic. So yeah, having a, having a woman in the theater, it's pretty cool. Good times. Neat. Okay. Uh, this one, according to, uh, Facebook says something went wrong on our end. Let's see if, uh, we can click on the link and it's, we can. All right. Dr. Who.tv. Yes. Dr. Who.tv. Karen, bake them away toys what take them away boys what do we got uh so we have a announcement for who the new doctor is um and he's the, the new doctor will be played by shooty gatwa 
um, who is uh, was seen recently on Netflix's Sex Education, which I haven't seen, but I will find time to watch between now and whenever the frick <laughs> we get more Doctor Who. Um, it, it's unclear, uh, at least to my research, whether he it, he's um, he's black, but it's unclear to my research whether he is actually openly queer. Um, but he played a queer character on um, Sex Education and is uh, beloved in the LGBTQIA plus community. So um, Doctor Who taking some progressive steps forward in casting. Um, we've never had a black doctor before. We've never had somebody who may or may not be uh, gay as the doctor before. So that is cool um the announcement was so weird it was just a out of nowhere and b completely lackluster they're like the last several doctors so when they announced it they made a big effing deal out of it they had like a countdown and a, you know we're gonna reveal it and make like a little video short to show who it is who it's gonna be and it's gonna air during like a big British sporting event or like big deal on British TV. This was nothing. It just fucking dropped on a random day. That's like, really oh, weird. It is really weird. Um, so, I mean, but I think it's kind of sh- signaling a shift um, with Russell T. Davies coming back and what he's planning to do. He's he's taking the character in a new, new direction. Um Obviously, new showrunner, new doctor. I think there will just be new companions. Um, should we just go ahead and talk about the other Doctor Who news that's in the feed for this episode? Yeah, why not? Um, they are also uh, bringing back two fan favorite characters for the 60th anniversary special next year. Um, David Tennant's uh, Doctor Number 10 and um, Catherine Tate's Donna Noble mm. will appear in the special. We don't know anything about it other than um, David Tennant looks exactly the same. like <laughs> Same hair, same outfit. People have been sharing like on-set photos of him and he just looks the same. So that's great. The other casting news is that um, Rose is coming back to the show I think also in this um, special um, but being played by someone else uh, she'll be played by Yasmin Finney who is um, a black trans actress who is uh, was just in, in Netflix's Heartstopper did I talk about Heartstopper on the show? No. I don't think so oh crap that's the other thing I binged the crap out of this show called Heartstopper on Netflix it is an absolutely adorable YA um, queer rom-com just go watch the crap out of it. You're going to love it. Um, so she was in this, sh- she was in Heartstopper, and now she's going to appear on Doctor Who as Rose. How or why Rose is now a completely different person is unclear, but it's Doctor Who, so mm-hmm. go with it. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but um, I think, I think all of these things seem to signal like Russell T. Davies is like he at least has something in his head 
I, I think he's trying to win fans back to the show because obviously during the uh, um, Jody Whittaker years, some people have fallen away from the show for whatever reasons because they're crappy fans, in my opinion. Um, but um, we still see. I, 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 I like the direction this is heading. I, I don't know what it means. Um, and it's so long. It's over a year, you guys. Mm. The 60th anniversary is next November. Yeah, I was kind of surprised when that announced because I heard that that announcement. You know, I saw that they they were going to be making an appearance. I'm like, oh, that's neat. And then it was like, wow, that's a long. Why did you say tell me now? It's weird. It's being shot now, like because there are on set photos of David Tennant out there, Mm -hmm. like. So it's being shot now, but it's not going to be airing until next year, a year and a half from now. Oh, God. Why do you do this to me, Doctor Who? Why? In in regards to what you said about the fans, if I can get through season six of Law and Order (laughs) and still be a fan, you can watch the Jodie Whittaker Doctor Who. I'll be the first to admit, I don't like it all that much. But it's still Doctor Who, and it's still fun. Like it's like bad pizza or bad sex. It's still you know, it's still what it is, and that's still pizza and sex. I guess I'm a bad Doctor Who fan then because I fell off after Matt Smith, and I didn't love Matt Smith. So there's 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 been a couple of Who's that you haven't partaken in. Yeah, I mean, if you didn't love Matt Smith, then I just I just assume you're not an Earthling, and that's okay. I mean, (laughs) I knew it. I thought he was good. I just thought the story arc for him was too convoluted, and I didn't care for it. And that's kind of what made me feel. Well, that's really just down to Moffat. And I don't think you are a bad fan. I don't think anyone is a bad fan who just falls off of Doctor Who because they're not into the story anymore. The people who I think are bad fans are like... I don't like her because she's a woman, and so I'm not going to watch the show anymore. Those are the bad fans that I'm talking about. Well, they're just dumb people, so. Yes. I would be interested to see your opinion of the the person playing the new Doctor Who after seeing Sex Education. Because we've watched a couple episodes of that, and I did not care for his acting. I did not Hmm. think he was very good. I don't I would, even remember it right now, to be honest. Like, I was yeah. trying to remember. I was like, who is he again? I don't know. He was the, the gay best friend. Yeah, it, he didn't stand out. So yeah. I'm just going to have to, like. So, but I mean, I'm I, just curious. Yeah. yeah. I'm not sure that it's in this article in our newsfeed, but I, you know, obviously been d- absorbing more Doctor Who news than we put in our feed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I read the story of his casting, which is that they, you know, had been auditioning and auditioning and auditioning people and like he was the last one of the last day and just came in and nailed it um like all of a sudden they were like yes this is the person we've been looking for so i don't know if that tells you anything but we'll see they made some commentary in the article about how he like pretty much just lit up the room with his presence Mm -hmm. like so yeah definitely crushed it which is really exciting because i've it from what i've read about like his feelings on being in this role you know he's treating it with reverence as anyone who plays doctor who probably should at this point for how long it is has to has to yeah so it's cool like to see that he is so excited about it I, i was actually just curious about the fact that he's so young because like I get the whole like wibbly wobbly timey wimey thing, but like 
everybody else was sort of in a specific age group or seemed to be. And this is like, now it's like um, Benjamin Button syndrome. No. I mean, Matt Smith Matt, was Matt, the youngest. Yeah. But then Peter Capaldi was at right after him. So, yeah, yeah that's true. I kind of forgot about that. Wow. Pete, wow. You forgot about Capaldi, didn't you? I did. I told, well, I kind of did. Like I knew there was a person between Matt Smith and then Jody. And Jody Whitaker. Did they make a joke about that? Or it was like progressively getting younger and then Capaldi shows up and it was like, what uh, the heck? I kept getting younger. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh okay. Then that, that, that solves that. Cause I forgot about the fact that he got younger cause I didn't realize Matt Smith was actually younger. And then I didn't realize I forgot about him being like really freaking old too. It's all over so. the place. Yeah. The yeah doctor and I'm is not sure the doctor. about the age difference between um, Tennant and, uh, Chris, Christopher Eccleston, but I feel like Eccleston is older than Dave Tennant. Yeah, I, th- I, uh, yeah, I have no idea. I just, I kind of just assumed they were like not that far apart in age. But the the Peter Capaldi thing, just never mind. Everything I was saying doesn't matter now because that that kind of that's it's that. Okay, we still love you. <laughs> Thanks. I'm just dying. I'm slowly dying. It's fine. Okay. Oh, no. All right, the next news story comes to us from Deadline. Julia has been renewed for season two at HBO Max. I assume Karen is very happy about this. I yeah. am very happy about it because uh, they really got to like a really interesting place where I wanted to see what happened next at the end of season one. So I am happy that I get to actually see more of it. <laughs> Hooray. Good. Hooray. And also, I have to say, when I was reading that article, I loved the fact that even the cast and crew that were making it were like, this is just something that makes our lives better because we're a part of it. Like, not just a paycheck. Like, they really enjoy, like, they said that HBO Max has been incredibly supportive of them and their experience, but that also they just feel like this is kind of like a wholesome environment, and it feels that way in the show because it is reflected in all of the cast or the production crew. So I thought that was cool. And that's awesome because that's also sort of the environment that was created at the French chef, like the show they're making within the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I meant. Like the, yeah, you get it. I get it. Speaking of renewals, I mentioned this earlier, but deadline reports that uh, law and order and law and order organized crime have been renewed by NBC. In addition to, Law and Order SVU, which is going to keep going forever, apparently. Uh, and <laughs> until Mariska Hargitay drops dead. Yeah, until she's she's just shuffles off this mortal coil. Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm glad enough people are enjoying Law and Order to keep it going. And that organized crime show, sure, why not? Chris Maloney needs a paycheck. Uh, <laughs> keep it coming. <laughs> Those are the only two shows I ever hear anyone talking about, which is such a bummer to me because I think the original one is just such a better show, but. What are you going to do? Yay, Law and Order. Uh, On the opposite side of the spectrum, I'm kind of surprised this news is coming now. um, Yeah, really. Deadline reports Marvel's MODOK has been canceled by Hulu after one season. I'm not surprised. I didn't think it was very good. And um, that was a big swing and a miss for very long. Yeah, that I don't know what, what, like, I was never a big MODOK fan per se, but like that show just. Like did nothing weird move. for me. Like, it yeah, just... and like it, it seems like the kind of thing that could have worked. Like take this weird, ridiculous character, Modoc, voice it by Patton Oswalt, and make it a comedy series. Mm-hmm. That could work, could. but it didn't. Nope it it just didn't. The writing wasn't there. I did not enjoy this show at all, and uh, I'm I'm glad it's going away. 
<laughs> Quite frankly, and I can sucks. say that because I'm pretty sure Pat and I'm pretty sure everyone involved is going to be fine. They'll find plenty of other work. This one just this was a big swing and a miss. Oh. Surprised it took this long. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, we got a trailer for season three of The Boys. Mm-hmm. We're seeing some superpowers being doled out through uh, some medications, and <laughs> I'm gonna need a, I'm gonna need a recap. <laughs> I'm gonna need to watch a recap video. Of seasons one and two, because uh, I like I mostly remember what's going on, but yeah, that's a this looks great. The show's great. Keep them coming. It looks so good. That, that that the Homelander craziness and then uh-huh. Soldier Boy at the end is like ah oh, yes, this is right. Yeah, crazy. we got to see uh we got to see proper uh, Soldier Boy going on there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we did. <laughs> good good stuff. Quite. Okay, uh, this was interesting, and uh, I, I, poked, I poked this in here for a reason. So we have something called Geeked Week 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I understand exactly what it is. Um, it's Netflix using the word geek 427 times in one advertisement to let you know that they're cool. It's a five-day live virtual fan fest. The event will celebrate Netflix's genre slate with exclusive news, sneak peeks, talent panels, and more. So it's kind of like an online convention, mm-hmm. almost like a little mini E3 sort of thing. So that's kind of interesting uh, for, for TV shows. Apparently they did this before. But basically this is a thing where a bunch of news is going to come out about a bunch of Netflix shows that people care about. The reason I put this in here specifically is at the very end, you see a whole bunch of flashes of, uh, of show titles that oh. they're going to be discussing. Okay. And um, among them, I'm just uh, I'm getting here to the, the end bit here and I'm watching the video. I just want to see if there were other ones that jump out at me. And, oh, I think I missed it. There it is. Okay. So we're, we're going to see news on um, the shows that they call out. So this makes me think that the shows that are on here are safe. Now, obviously, they're paying special attention to Stranger Things and Sandman and Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Sweet Tooth is shown off, mm-hmm. yes. uh, which is exciting. The Cuphead show, mm-hmm. uh, the last season of Lock and Key, mm-hmm. and there it was, Dragon Prince, called oh, out yes. by name. Nice. There awesome. it is. It has not been... Axed. It's not been, it's not been axed, even though they renewed it for the rest of the seasons before. That kind of stuff can change at a moment's notice, but here they are, specifically calling out Dragon Prince... Uh, Shadow and Bone was also called out as well, so it seems most of the Netflix stuff that we got into, that we at least me and Karen got into, are going to stick around, and that makes me uh, very happy. Cannot wait to hear more news about uh, Dragon Prince, Prince, yes, because, oh boy, I love that show. Mm -hmm. I'm actually going to write this down right now. Uh, Netflix Geek week sorry I, i'm keeping track of all these <laughs> e3 like presentations that are happening since e3 is not happening this year right uh uh and i just wanted to add this to my list of things to pay attention to six through i wouldn't s- mind getting for more info on that gray man movie for what it's worth even though my internet um celebrity boyfriend has a terrible mustache in it <laughs> why does he do these things to his beautiful beautiful face why just to see how far he can go. What were we watching the other day? Oh, Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. And 
at, in one scene that he pulls out the Captain America shield, and I totally forgot that they do a quick cut to Chris Evans sitting at like a and cafe. He's like, he's like "What the, the shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Language. <laughs> like, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> All right, so this next one comes to us from Inside BusinessInsider.com. This is just one hell of a headline. CNN accidentally sent welcome backs baskets to employees Oof. who had been laid off after the CNN Plus streaming service flopped. That was rough to read about. Oh, Good job, guys. <laughs> this feels like the time that um, somebody put a uh, typo in a letter that I got from work, um, somehow indicating that I was getting like a 20% yeah. raise instead of a 2% raise. Yep. <laughs> Like, you deserve it, but also, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah, that yes, was... let's see, quote, this is an incredible time to be a part of CNN, one note said. <laughs> yeah. Build relationships and take time to connect with colleagues and learn so that you make the most of your time here. Isn't it just wonderful to know that they hired all these people uh, <sighs> after firing all these people? <laughs> just... Yep. <sighs> And the, the worst thing, like, I didn't realize that it had flopped so quickly. Like, it literally was up for less than a month. It was not even 30 days. Yeah. It was March 29th to April 30, 21st. Like, holy shit. Well, when you know something's not working, you know it's not working. Yeah, but, like, the the amount of... the, the They said that they had, what, ne they never hit more than 10,000 views at one time. Like, that is... That is... That wow, is that's pitiful. a failure. Yeah. yeah. That is brutally. What the slow. hell is even on a CNN streaming station? That's what I want to. I don't CNN. Know. <laughs> Can't we just watch CNN if we yes. really want to hurt ourselves? Oh, yeah, goodness. that was. I mean, it. It like, I don't think anyone was surprised. Like they literally said in the article, the only people who were surprised were the people who rolled this out. Like <laughs> everyone else was just not having it. And it's really upsetting that, like, <sighs> fucking CNN, get your shit together. That's all I got. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, this is a way more interesting story here. Uh, Hollywood Reporter uh, posts that Norm MacDonald shot secret final Netflix stand-up special before passing. Mm -hmm. This is a really interesting story. So apparently when he first got diagnosed with his uh, cancer, uh, he recorded this thing in his living room being like, just in case things go badly, I got some stuff I want to say. So he recorded this thing, but then he got better and he just like threw it in a closet somewhere. And then he got sick again and he was like, wow, we should finish that thing off, huh? Mm. And now it's going to be released and I am pretty excited to watch it. Actually. I haven't seen, um, let's see. It comes out on May 30th. Uh, and I haven't seen Norm, Norm Macdonald do stand-up in ages. I think I've seen, like, a Norm Macdonald stand-up special in my entire life. Uh, but I've always found the guy to be pretty funny. Uh, and Fantastic this, delivery. So, yeah, fantastic delivery, yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm pretty interested in this. And, and what an interesting story, too. Nice. Yeah, I love that it was shot in his living room. Yeah. <laughs> That's very, I don't know. I don't really know his comedy. At least not off the top of my head. Um, it's it's like Seinfeldian situational comedy, but slightly racier. 
I've actually, never been uh, a fan racier. of Saturday Night Live, but I've always thought that most of his weekend update stuff was pretty good. And mm-hmm. a lot of it comes down to his delivery. He's just got yeah. a really interesting deadpan delivery on stuff. <laughs> and it, it, there's a cadence to his delivery, too, that's very distinct. Yeah. So I'll check that out when it, when it hits. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. I feel like, when was he on Weekend Update? I feel like it was when I was in high school, maybe. Okay. Because I know I had friends who would watch the show, and I was not interested in it, uh, but they would show me, like, Weekend Update. I would say, yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> Norm MacDonald, 94 to 97. Yeah, he was the last uh, last Weekend Update host of my dad's lifetime, and my dad was a fan. Mm-hmm. It was him and, and Dennis Miller that he really enjoyed and like that's where a, a certain part of my um sense of humor comes from that from my dad like showing me saturday night live that i was probably too young for at the time and just appreciating norm mcdonald and other people other greats from that era there were some good ones all right. Now this will this will be an interesting conversation to have. We also got our first official trailer for She-Hulk. <laughs> oh boy, mm-hmm. I have things to say. So She-Hulk, attorney at law. Uh, this is a really interesting trailer. Um, with uh, you know, we get to see her Hulk out. We get to see mm-hmm. a little bit more of the uh, the the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we get to see uh, Emil Blonsky uh, as abomination and as himself so apparently mm-hmm. abomination can de-abomination himself which is uh pretty interesting uh he's definitely in the same jail cell that uh wong opened up the portal to in mm-hmm. uh what's it um Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Yeah. uh uh <laughs> say uh i don't know i think the cg looks not great but yep. I think the show looks fantastic. That's my that's my that's my pitch. Go go for a three havoc. <laughs> I mean, I felt the exact same way. I I said to Evan, I was like, I'm really disappointed right now because I've been so excited about this, and now like I saw the CG and I'm less excited. So here's the thing: I did watch something else. Um, the Hulk CG, even though I'm not a big fan of Smart <sighs> Hulk. The Hulk CG in this, it, it shows the the way they avoid the the um, the uncanny valley, and they didn't do that with her. Um, there are certain tricks that they you know they 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 mess up the animation to make it so that it's more appealing to the eye. That's what the way they and they did that with Hulk, and they did not do that with her. So that leads me to believe that it is unfinished, or it's not a hundred percent polished. Um, because they spent the dime on Hulk. He looks like he did in those the movies. Mm. Yeah. She does not. I also and, think she's harder to do than than uh Hulk because um Women has, always are. He, Hulk's got facial hair mm-hmm. and yep. all sorts of wrinkles and stuff to hide behind and she exactly. doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um I know there's been a lot made about her size. Um, which is interesting. Like I, I definitely read that, uh, you know, some of the animators were like, no, we want her to be bigger. And it, 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 
that took me by surprise because this I don't read a lot of She-Hulk comics, but every time I've seen her in comics, this is what she looked like. Mm-hmm. Well, she's she's bounced back and forth a little bit. Yeah, she, I, like the Hulk, she, yeah. you know, she's changed size over the years. But I mean, in most things I've seen her, these seem to be the appropriate proportions. Yeah. I also like this bit here where they do the big jump. Sorry, I'm looking at the trailer. When they do the big jump, <laughs> yeah, and Hulk does the superhero landing, and she lands exactly like Hulk landed in Avengers mm-hmm. with the the two fists forward, like gorilla style. I think that's such a cool callback. Yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, Karen, you were going to say something. That's okay. Um, I read some uh, opinion pieces about uh, about the CG and about her size. Um. And I didn't put them in the feed because it was really more opinion than news. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just, there is a certain degree of fan outcry um, from women being like, uh, we would like her to look stronger, please, because she looks stronger in the comics. And like this, she, you know, she's big, but she's not like very muscly. Um, and what they were saying, like, we want, like, at least Luisa from Encanto levels of strength. Mm-hmm. And apparently there was some, you know, pushback from Marvel saying, like, no, make her smaller, make her look more feminine. Um, and I think what the article was saying was that that contributed somewhat to the, or could have contributed to the unfinished look of the CGI because if she if they had made her bigger in the CGI originally and then had to like walk that back that takes time and that would take time away from the animators to make other things like you're saying avoid the uncanny valley type mm-hmm. thing. So, um I don't know, man. She's the scene at the end where she's carrying the dude off. Uh, <laughs> I I mean, to me, like the 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 size. I mean, there was a couple of spots where she looked like her legs looked. I want to say gangly, but like it's it's it was frames and like there's a scene where she's standing in like a, a show dress, which is like a direct ripoff of a of a cover, like and it uh-huh. looks great, like that's that's the proportions of She Hulk for a good percentage of her appearances. Like, I mean, so I, I, people that, you know, they're, they're, I'm air quoting fans out there like, why do I got to make the Hulk a woman? Because you're an idiot. And she, she's, she's, oh, been a yeah, woman. those fans. Like, that's fun. Like, everything's got to be a woman now. Like, dude, she Hulk's been around for a long, long time. time. <laughs> what do you mean now, jackass? <laughs> so somebody on Twitter, like, when this trailer came out, be like, Okay, everybody out there who is going to want to correct somebody, some idiot out there who's going to say, why does the Hulk have to be a woman? You can just, like, let them just be idiots and this will pass in a couple of days. Like, <laughs> we don't have to have this fight with them. Pick like, Iron battles. Man's going to be a chick now and we've got, you know, female Captain America and, and like, okay, well, we had male everyone already. Uh, so, <laughs> what's your point? It's, it's mm. okay. It's fine. What's your point? It's fine. I I do really. Aside from the CG, I I do think the show looks great. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, was it? Uh, <laughs> Every time Jamila I hear the Jamila title, is the uh, the villain yes. character Ti- in this. T- uh, ti- ti- oh, awesome! Titan ti- Titania, yeah. Titania, yeah. yeah. Titania. That looked uh, a little so- weird to me because I'm so used to her being very tall and very slender from. 
um, good yeah, place. I was watching a, a thing about this where she's uh, it's a very different take on this character. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it. The, the, I just nodded in agreement. Sorry. Yes. <laughs> you so, only get to see her for like a split, split second. second. She like gets thrown against a wall. So I don't know, I'm just really looking forward to like watching that. Tatiana Maslany and Jimmy Jimmy'll beat the crap out of each other in a superhero flick in a courtroom. No, yeah. this just looks like so much fun. And mm-hmm. I mean, come on, bring bring me some Daredevil. It's a lawyer show. Come on. It's, bring, it has, bring some Daredevil. It has to happen. It has to. I'm very happy about the finalized, uh, like, labeling of the show too. Like, does it not? The, does it not? They do not hear the theme song from Harvey Birdman when you hear that. Attorney at Law. She-Hulk. <laughs> Attorney at Law. But like the last time we saw anything of She-Hulk, it had a different logo that looked way more like, kind of like a. Yeah, that's so I sexy saw sexy network drama kind yeah. of thing. Like looks kind of like the Nip Tuck logo or something. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, I don't they know actually about that. took that font and labeled it for uh, the law firm that she works for, which is like mm-hmm. a bunch of letters. Which the letters correspond to names of Jack Kirby, Stanley, and someone else. I can't remember, but it's like the 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 blah 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 blah, and then. And sons, kind of thing, like the the one guy that we are going to actually see his name. He shows up in the show, and he is a staple in the comics too, which I thought was like a good pull. Like, do that for people who are fans. So awesome. The well, other th- thing that I saw with the the branding or the logo of the show was someone who, um, you know, it was in a thread about people complaining about She Hulk and the CG being like too green. And like too much like Shrek or like Fiona from Shrek. Oh my god. And then somebody took the the second half of the like title from Shrek and put it with it so it was She Rek oh. in the logo and it was This <laughs> is one of those things where somebody retweets it and goes, Who did this? <laughs> I will also say that and this has been an ongoing thing as long as they've been making since the Ang Lee Hulk. Big green characters are really hard to make look real. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like stretchy it people. Yeah, yeah, works great in comics. It's I like the stretchy people thing, like to a degree with the stretchy people. Like I, I don't think they look great in live action, but like that's just the the basic idea of that character. But apparently, like making green skin is a difficult thing to make look real in various lighting. Like let me let me I tell you something about the color green. Let me tell you from an artist's perspective, it is the fucking worst. <laughs> green up the worst. Green is mean. It is not fun. You're either too yellow, too blue, not realistic enough, too desaturated, not saturated, or yeah, uh, too saturated. Whatever. There's just there's green sucks. It is the hardest color to paint. It's the hardest color to use. And now they're putting it in a TV show. Like yeah. Just I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them a little leeway on that. I'm gonna say I don't love the the CG look, but I'm still gonna watch it because green's fucking hard. Yeah, green is. <laughs> I I remember watching the, all the behind the scenes stuff on the Angley Hulk movie, and they spent so much time trying to figure out how to make green work. Because like every time they'd go to a different scene, they're like, it doesn't work anymore. This worked great in the last scene. We have to completely change the color 
to make it work. Like, and it's not even just like apply this lighting. We got to do this over. It's crazy. Like every time you would walk past a street lamp, they have to like recolor entire portions of them. Like it's just ridiculous. That's and why you get a big person and you paint them mm-hmm. like Lou Ferrigno <laughs> and you just make them walk on set. By the time Avengers rolled around, like even, you know, compared the way Hulk looked in Avengers, even just the skin, not even the face to the Hulk movie, not even the Ang, uh, the Ang Lee Hulk, the, the Ed Norton Hulk. Like it's, there's so much differentiation between them because, you know, I always, a hard I, character to pull off. I always thought the Ed Norton Hulk was one of the best designed ones. Yeah, like, I really liked, I really like, liked, I liked, I like Ruffalo's acting and, and the character development. But the way the Hulk looked, like it sort of resembled Ed Norton, but it wasn't. Like yeah. right now, they they shove so much of the actor's face in there. Like I mean, Tatiana, yeah. it's going to be great because they're it's her face. It's mm-hmm. not a CG'd face. I mean, except for the green part. But uh, when they start doing but that's that, also with, the, that, but that's also a part of the character right. too, right? Like right. She Hulk's not as Hulk as Bruce Banner, like. Mm-hmm. Because she was irradiated like him, it was through a blood transfusion. So it's like I wonder what the, if they're going to do that with this. Yeah, me too. I'm really curious how it's going to going to happen. Like you know, they're 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 cousins. I know that that's that's confirmed. But like, what's going to cause that? To, what's going to cause her to Hulk out, as it were? Heard so many um, different possibilities. So I'm curious as what they're going to do. All right. Anyway, uh, Variety, moving on to our next story, Variety, Jesus. new Bridgerton showrunner explains why season three is skipping straight to Penelope and Colin's romance. What does this mean? <laughs> Basically means that they're going out of order in the books. And uh, from uh, what I understand of the books and the show and the differences between them, it's basically because... Uh, they've made Penelope a much bigger character in seasons one and two than she is in the books, the first two books of the season, and developed her relationship with Colin, um, such as it is to this point in the show, a lot more than than it is in the books. And so it makes logical sense for them to be the next one and not have to drag it out so incredibly long that by the time they actually get together, it's friggin' like ridiculous so but i'm looking forward to it because i like these two characters so yes put them together asafp and uh give me more of the show also asafp (laughs) took me a second more like more uplifting content more light fluffy non-real world content please i'm okay with this i feel it well, here's a name that I haven't thought of in a long time. Our next story comes to us from People.com. Here are the Iron Chefs returning to Kitchen Stadium for Netflix's new Iron Chef reboot. I actually forgot all about Iron Chef. Iron I'm Chef so far two. removed from when Iron Chef was like such a new and novel thing, watching the the old Japanese show, which was so, so great. Yeah. And like Now we have so many mainstream cooking shows on top of mainstream cooking shows and i'm like oh wow that's right iron chef was totally a thing and they're gonna reboot it and uh, i don't know i don't like marcus samuelson so meh (laughs) i've i've never enjoyed watching him in any tv show that i've ever seen him on so whatever but he's not gonna be in every episode he's one of the iron chefs so we've got 
Among the five returning Iron Chefs, which I guess were from the last time Iron Chef was on Food Network, uh, there is Curtis Stone, Celebrity Chef Chef Marcus Samuelson, cookbook author Gabriella Camara, Emmy Award-winning Chef Ming Tsai, and multi-Michelin-starred Chef Dominique Crin. So, yeah. I don't know any of these names. I'm just like, cool, cooking show. (laughs) cooking show on steroids i know i just i never watched this show so i so is so it, the original one you've got to throw some original ones on the plex i'll try and just let angie experience like one episode of the original when you say you mean like completely batshit insane it the, is the, 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 the it was a japanese one wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah, it was a okay. japanese show okay uh it was like this dude named chairman kaga who would like take a very dramatic bite out of a a pepper and like (laughs) he the story of the show is that he created this uh kitchen stadium and his had people compete against his iron chefs and it was oh it was wonderful like seriously (laughs) it was nutty because it's completely insane Uh, Uh, so this is what i didn't realize it looks like they're having um they've got the chairman guy back which is neat like um the dude (laughs) when this was on food network I didn't read this before, so I'm trying to figure out what this picture's about. Uh, When the show went to Food Network, they made it a little bit more grounded, but they also kept the insanity of the chairman character, who was uh, played by the dude who was one of the two brothers in the frickin' live-action Double Dragon movie. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, he's supposed to be, like, the original Chairman Kaga's great-nephew or something. Yep. Uh, but it looks like uh, Alton Brown is also involved in the show because he was the man uh, doing America. all the interviewing and stuff. And this woman from, um, uh, she was a Top Chef winner. Kristen and I, Kish. Kristen Kish, yes. Looks like she's involved in it too. Um, um, yeah, I read an interview with Alton Brown. It, it may actually be in this somewhere. Um, he basically took his ball and left Food Network to follow the show because like, Netflix bought bought the concept of the show and Alton Brown ended his like 20 plus year relationship with Food Network to follow Iron Chef because he was so committed to staying awesome. with it. Yeah. Alton Brown's so cool. Um, <laughs> yes. Alton Brown's amazing and, uh, and I'm really happy that he's doing this and I think that this is something that we should uh, make time for in our lives because it will bring us joy. I heartily agree. I also need new glasses. These are starting to hurt my face. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, this um, looks like uh, this is coming back I, uh, June 15th. Add it to the list. Add it to the list. To <laughs> <laughs> right smack in the middle Iron of the onslaught. Chef. She's 6.15. Oh, wait, that's the wrong uh, that's the wrong category here. Oh, my goodness. Where? So where are we at with shows... Iron Chef 615, so it's that's going to happen. Between the boys and uh, Umbrella Academy. Uh, actually, between Ms. Marvel and Umbrella oh, Academy. Oh, excuse me, I forgot about that one. Because <laughs> Ms. Marvel is less than a week after the boys. <laughs> Goodness gracious me. <laughs> There's so much to watch. I'm so excited and so terrified at the same time. All right. Well, that was good. Going from one good thing to another, happy birthday to me, Umbrella Academy Season 3. 
uh, will be landing on my birthday, and this trailer looks knuckin' futz. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Looks great. I'm so freaking excited for this show. Yes. This looks awesome. That just looks great. Again, gonna need a recap, because there's no way I'm gonna get to rewatch the entire uh, first two seasons. And I feel like there's an awful lot that I'm kind of forgetting. I remember that they ended up where they ended up. I remember that they went to alternate reality school where the Asian dude is still alive, but he's a dick now and nobody knows who they are at this school, but everything else. Oh my goodness. Just looks great. Keep them coming. And this trailer is extremely well cut, like with the music and you know, the, the lines and just everything. It's great. Yes. Yeah. I, I loved like just going back into that world again. I, I, honest to goodness, didn't even remember, like, some of the plot as I was watching the trailer. And I was like, yep, don't even care. I'm still, I'm still in. Mm-hmm. Same here. Mm-hmm. I am 100% into this. What was the word that he was saying in that part where it's like, the next person who says, what was it, like, dickhead? The next person who gets says dickhead is getting punched and then everyone, everyone says, says it. <laughs> That was great. I miss this show. I can't wait for it to come back. I might do a rewatch of that, too, in the next month. Uh, So let's see. Moving on, we have... uh, This was kind of a big fancy news. Variety was the original report that a Daredevil Disney Plus series is officially in the work. Works with Matt Corman and Chris Ord set to write. Uh, we all kind of knew this was coming, but mm-hmm. we we're waiting for some sort of confirmation. We still don't know exactly how it relates to the original series. It's been said that it's kind of like both a reboot and a fresh start. But again, until Disney actually comments on it, or right. Disney or Marvel, we don't really know anything for sure. Mm. Very true. But it's hopeful. I mean, it's it's nice to see that there's... The rumblings of it, especially now. Charlie with... Cox seems to be very um, on board with what what's what's going on. They're like, he seems to have full faith in the project, yeah. Uh, which has been which has come out, so that's great. And like I said, Disney hasn't the whole Disney Marvel thing has not let me down at all. And I know that if this comes out and it's even slightly less gritty than what we saw on Netflix, people are going to freaking riot, right? But I honestly don't care because if that's all you were watching the show for, then I don't understand you. Well, we <laughs> when when Kingpin showed up in Hawkeye, we got D'Onofrio as as that Kingpin. Like he was playing that character, but they put a more comic booky spin on it with his, you know, like him being actually kingpin you know super strong muscular you know like like did that and it worked and i feel with the she hulk show they can do the same thing with with matt and incorporate that character and possibly throw a you know a skoosh a sousant of comic bookiness in it so that we get I mean it doesn't have to be that dark. I mean it was great. It doesn't it doesn't it was, have to it be was great. as long as it, it's and long. that show still very much exists. Yeah. So, so uh the other one is like there's a there's a lot of fan outcry that it's a uh, new showrunners uh who apparently did not notice that 
every season of Daredevil had new showrunners. <laughs> there were no repeat showrunners on the Netflix run, but I swear I've seen people like, oh, they got new showrunners on there. It's not going to be the same. Like, did you not notice the showrunners were different for every season, you mm. lunatics? No, they didn't. They just speak. Oh, the internet. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is great news. Um, I really love the, the Marvel Netflix shows, um, but at the same time, I'm not entirely opposed to... Uh, you know, using the same actors because I just think they're cast perfectly. Mm -hmm. Net Daredevil, sorry, I'm not going to say they're all cast perfectly, but uh, Daredevil <laughs> was cast perfectly uh, that entire show. And if we can get the entire, I feel bad for him. <laughs> poor Iron he really Fist. he really turned it around in the end, old Danny Rand. But at the same, and like I really wanted would love to see where that show ends. But uh, at the same time, if they're gonna you know, flush this entire continuity down the toilet, then I will live with that uh, mm -hmm. because those shows are still readily available and uh, those performances were all great. And well, uh, if we live in a world where we get to see like a new take on Purple Man with uh, David Tennant, then yeah. sign me up. You know? <laughs> Show me Mo. Yeah, I'm in. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yay Marvel stuff. Uh, let's see. We've got um, tour.com. First trailer for the Winchesters introduces us to young John and Mary. I'm going to hand this off to you guys because I got nothing. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, Karen, do you want to share your thoughts? Um, I don't have a ton of th thought. Um, I'm happy to be back in the Winchester universe. Um, I'm like, I'm all in for this show. I was never not gonna be, um, because it features Dean Winchester. Um, at least his sultry, yeah, this is the dulcet yeah. tones. Yeah, he's on screen in the trailer. Um, he, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I, I realize he's not actually gonna be in the show, you guys. I'm not <laughs> stupid, but if he's there at all, it's, it's for me. Mm. Um, it looks like fun. Um, I did miss, like, it didn't realize how much I missed the Supernatural verse. Yeah. Um, but Angie has some things to say about the casting, I think. I'm, listen, I'm just saying that I don't, uh, okay, how do I put this? I'm just going to be honest. I'm not excited about this at all. No. I thought that I was going to be, I listened to an interview where Jensen Ackles was talking about it, and I thought that I was going to be more into it, and I looked at the trailer, and the acting didn't, like, I watched the trailer without sound, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> um, Like, just watching it, I was like, this is not good. I was not excited about the way the things were playing out. I was not, um, uh, like the, it's just the movements, the acting, the, the, the cuts. I was like, yeah, this is going to be a fucking CW show. All right. And it's going to be like the new generation of CW shows that just get canceled after one season because it sucks. That's, but there's never been a, a CW show that gets canceled after one season. Uh, you get my point though. Like I I, maybe it'll go three seasons then because it'll be like bat shit, yeah. but sorry, Batwoman, Batgirl, whatever. It'll be that. But I was frustrated watching this because I 
wanted so much to be excited and I know that like Supernatural is not the best show in the world I get it but I'm still a very big fan of that show and have been wanting to do a rewatch for a little while now and like I just was so disappointed looking at it and one of the biggest things I posted an image and I don't know if there's any way for us to share this but if you go to a minute and nine seconds into this trailer there is a scene where you can see Mary and she's on camera she's got about a three-quarter view and then I just looked up Mary Winchester's Supernatural and if you have watched this show you will see flashback episodes where they had a young Mary Winchester because they've already gone into the episodes where Sam and Dean got pushed back in time and we saw some of Mary and John's origin story and how she made the deal with yellow eyes and all that stuff so like we essentially already know what's coming but the biggest thing is that young Mary I get that they can't use that actress now because she would have aged out of this role but I think they could have done better because right now she just looks like Castiel's bitchy daughter more than she looks like who is the girl that was so at one point in time there was supposed to be a whole troop of young female hunters Uh and one of them got sucked into another dimension and one of like Claire not oh not Claire the, um, the little blonde one that was always bitchy faced. That is Claire. Okay, that's so Claire Novak. That's what I thought J- that Jimmy was. Novak was uh, was Castiel. Okay, right. So she and the big thing about this is the eyebrows. She's got fucking caterpillar brows, <laughs> and like, listen, I don't really care if that's your look. Great. I don't think this girl is like unattractive or anything. I just don't think that as far as the look goes for this role, it was a good casting choice. And the only reason I can say that is because they already had casted somebody once before who was a fantastic choice and was a believable young Mary Winchester to the point where it was, like, scary. And in this instance, like, they just went so far away from it that as a fan of the show, I felt like they could have done better. Mm. And, like, she would have to impress the hell out of me in this role for me to give a shit and it didn't happen in the trailer, I find it unlikely that it will happen in the show. It's not to say that I'm not going to watch it, but, like, I was just so surprised when I was looking on screen and I was like, okay, like, really what's happening here? I I don't know if I follow this. Um, Also, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who played Papa Winchester, John Winchester, Mm -hmm. in the Supernatural series, like, I was looking at when I was also watching this trailer, it looks like the kid they cast had like blue eyes. And that's just like a thing I have is like pretty sure Jeffrey Dean Morgan is brown eyed. And it's just like a weird thing when they're, when they, they just don't look like they could age into the person that you're trying to age them into again, because they've cast these roles before. But then again, I mean, Sam and Dean had multiple actors who played them in flashbacks. So it's kind of just like, whatever at this point, I have a question as a fan and you're a more avid fan than I am. Um, was it known in the 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 universe, the Winchester universe, that Mary was the start of this? Like she, of the hunting, she, like a, was that their yeah. background? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a part of the was the the, the hunter. And nope, then her, she, she came from a family of hunters. Okay. Yeah, and then John kind of. Actually, kinda... um, I thought the guy they cast as John actually mm-hmm. bothered me more because he didn't look I felt like the guy in Supernatural that played young John um 
looked perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that that casting bothered me more than the girl. But I do agree with you that they could have done better. Um, that she doesn't have the look that they've already established that this character has. Yeah, like they um, could, they, like it, even if they just gave her like the curls in her hair, and maybe she's just young enough at this point. No, that's not true because they showed her the origin of them meeting with him, like buying the car. Yeah, no, no, I'm just not sold. I'm not sold. Like, it, like they gave her straight. They gave her a modern. I felt like they took a 2000, a 2022 person and put her into something that is supposed to be representational of the 1960s or 70s or whatever the hell this was. And like they failed. They did not do it. And I'm frustrated to see that because like I don't know who's responsible for that, but like Jensen is the person who wanted this show and made this show and I trusted that he would not go down a path that would lead them in the wrong direction because of the love that the that you know that he has had for this universe and right now just looking at this trailer i'm not optimistic and like i said i'm a fan i'm still going to give it a chance but i'm not in i will need to be sold on this before i actually commit to watching it okay so sorry and i rant. find your concerns valid i am not as concerned as you are but i also i don't know I, it's just the whole trailer the whole trailer yeah, like i didn't it, i didn't even get through the whole thing and i was like oh this is how the show is gonna be i bet so yeah we'll see i'd like to be wrong please let me be wrong well i guess we'll find out yeah moving on speaking of being wrong uh <laughs> this article comes to us from buzzfeed i didn't get much past the headline because uh well, did you see the trailer no so uh, there's a tra- there's a trailer there's a video of some phone videoing the, the showing of the trailer for this new show that he is doing. Mm-hmm. So the headline is, is someone stole Seth Green's bored ape, which was supposed to star in his new show. Mm-hmm. And anyone doesn't know what a bored ape is, it is a procedurally generated JPEG of a hideous ape. Mm-hmm. That uh, are NFTs. Yes. That you can spend money on to own literally nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apparently, Seth Green jumped in on the NFT bandwagon and was going to make a TV show out of his procedurally generated bored ape. Uh, well, it's going to be a bunch. That... There was, there was the, it was a lot. There was so it's a real world animation mix kind of show, and all of the animation. All the animated characters are based on NFTs. So, yeah. And I'm still not sure that, like, I understand how this is even happening because I want to be clear again, when you purchase an NFT, you do not own the art. Unless the art is, is generated, like, is specifically designed and you are sold a piece of art, then you own that art. Okay, but just buying an NFT does not NFT is not art. Right. It's a the art is a representation of a spot. But the fact is what bothers me the most is um uh Vanderchuk uh Gary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is a huge NFT bro. Like I did not know that. I just lost a lot of respect for him. 
yeah, these things are awful. Uh, the entire NFT thing is trash that is just being spewed by people who are trying their very best to uh, scam people. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the whole thing's a scam. And now that it is, the bottom is falling out and I'm just really popcorn in the mouth enjoying watching the bottom fall out of this. Uh, all the, all the, really all the crypto stuff can just go right to hell. Uh, Cause it's all a scam. It's every every last piece of it. Uh, no matter how interesting the concept of the uh, the blockchain is, everything that exists now, specifically NFT related, is a scam. And yep. it's a huge bummer to see that. Uh, I like Seth Green, but uh, you know, not that my respect for him matters in the least. But I certainly he certainly dropped a handful of points uh, for in in my mind, and really good on good on you for losing him you know if this is which if you bought nfts then you deserve to have them stolen from you because you paid money for nothing nothing at all which makes me question how someone was able to steal nothing from him but i don't really understand nfts nor do i care to so please don't email us yeah um but like anytime nfts come up in news i just go what are we doing what uh, what is this why are we why are we doing this there's so many problems in the world mm -hmm. why are we putting any energy into whatever this is that is nothing fear of missing for, out yeah just another way for people to get rich sometimes i want to light things on fire <laughs> yeah me All too right. let's wrap this train up Yep, we got one last news story here. Westworld Season 4, everything you need to know. So you remember uh, Westworld? Yeah, nope. No. Nope. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I was existed, shocked. I was no, shocked. I, th I, I enjoyed the hell out of the first two seasons of this show. And I missed out on Season 3. But then I saw a trailer for what I thought was a Westworld movie. And I was like, oh, cool. They're revisiting that. Maybe I'll catch up on the last season. But no shit, they're actually... Like, it's been a minute since the last season dropped. So, season four is, is coming. So, there's a surprise to me. I thought it was gone forever. Well, mm -hmm. I'm glad that it's been brought back into your life. Yeah, it's actually really, really good. Um, late June, right? June, scroll, scroll, June 26th. So cool, I'm not adding that to my list. No, no, no. There's too many things. Too many things. We're uh, we, we've, we've hit uh, we've hit capacity. We're we've all hit double digits. <laughs> yep. Go sells crazy somewhere else. We're all, We're all stocked up, up here. here. All right, that is uh, that's it. We're gonna wrap this up because it's eleven o'clock and uh, we need to go to bed. I mean, I don't even know how Evan's still awake right now. So there we go. He's not. It was okay, a robot. Everybody. That is our show. This week's episode is not yeah. filmed before a live studio audience, but it is fueled by feedback from listeners like you. And you can get in touch with us in a multitude of ways. We have an official Geekade Discord where there's an entire this week's episode channel dedicated to all things TV talk. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram through the official Geekade channels or the more specific Twepcats accounts. And of course, the four of us can be found in various ways. I'm available on Twitter at GeekadeChris, that's GeekadeKRIS. You can read my work at StoneAgeGamer.com and in the pages of Nintendo Force Magazine. Karen, where can the people find you? At STM Stitches on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Etsy, and TikTok. Uh, Angie, where can people find you? AngelaFernot.com. And if you're looking for Evan, you can find him in bed. 
If you need to know more about the shows we discussed tonight or what we'll be watching in the future, have a look at our show notes. And if you have any other questions at all, we can always be reached at mail at geekade.com. Just include the words this week's episode in the subject line so we know who you're trying to reach. This show is available anywhere fine podcasts are sold, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, and more. And wherever you decide to listen, please like, comment, subscribe, and leave reviews because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, as always, keep your eyes on Geekade for more fresh, original content. Uh, what was our homework? I know you had said something and then you had thought about changing your mind. What's what's our homework? Uh, I'm going to stick with Yellow Jackets Season 1, Episode 1. Okay, there you have it, folks. Yellow Jackets Season 1, Episode 1. We will be talking about it in the not-too-distant future. Uh, that is all I've got for us. I'm Chris. I'm Karen. I'm Angie. Meow. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.